Welcome to the 31st episode of Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I, KR, talk about the Indian markets, analyze the Indian markets, the various indices and the various stocks and give my future expectations and future reading of, you know, the various stocks and indices. In today's episode, we are going to talk about Nifty's move on 1st October and we're also going to talk about some of my trades, uh, you know, some the basis of my trades that I've taken. Basically, what my opinion is on certain hot stocks such as Yes Bank, Z Limited, you know, all those stocks which have not exactly performed that well. So I'll also be sharing my opinion on those stocks. So all of that in this episode. All right. So let's come to Nifty 50, the indexes intraday analysis and we can see that it is 114.55 points down closing at 11359.90 and one look at the chart and we can see that it was almost a losing streak pretty much after 10 a.m except for one positive candle pretty much all of them were negative right up to around you know 230 or so and you know we can clearly clearly see that uh, this was at least partially because of the gap filling so on 20th september if you are out of sync uh, on 20th september the markets went up well nifty went up by a, a massive massive amount and that, that's honestly more than a, a, a larger increase than we have ever seen in the past 11 years and the next day so that was on a friday the following monday we saw a gap up opening with an even more uh positive move so that that was around 250 points and the gap that was created over the weekend so the gap that monday's uh opening created was filled in by today and uh it was almost like a touch and go the Gap was at around 11,271. Today's low was 11,261, I believe, if my memory serves me right. Uh, it was actually 11,247. <clears throat> so, yeah, around, you know, it, it basically filled in that gap and it bounced back up. Now, I mean, sure, I, I, did, I did mention in one of my previous episodes that we might just see a gap filling if the negative uh, sentiment is going to continue. Uh, however, the way that gap was filled was quite sudden, so I'll, you know, I'll give it that. Uh, what is most interesting for me, though, is that even after filling in that gap, it did bounce back up. Uh, it actually bounced back up by almost 100 points, or rather above more than 100 points, which is a very fair amount. I mean, uh, it, it basically shows that inherently the market is not really as negative as one may think so you know it, it definitely did not want to continue losing it just wanted to fill in that gap so that is my you know sort of analysis of the intraday charts and uh that alone see, so that bouncing back alone is uh honestly quite confidence inspiring for me so provided that the underlying stocks can perform well, provided that we do see some sort of positive sentiment, uh, I personally feel that based on that uh, reading alone, uh, we might just see some positive moves, uh, especially since the gap is filled now. So unless it actually wants to you know, fill in that gap completely and close 
below that gap or at that gap then it's a different picture uh, if we do look at the daily charts now though um, we can see an even clearer sort of uh, picture we can see that almost immediately after the gap was filled uh, it took support and then it increased and that that is visible by you know Tuesday's candle so that alone again is very reassuring in my opinion and we've seen some similar moves uh, by nifty uh, by infi also not nifty my bad so infosys also uh, sort of took support and then went back up so like it, it made a new low it made a new not even a swing low it basically made a low and then it went back up it took support so uh, and then it increased the next day so based on that chart pattern alone i feel that you know we might see some positive moves uh, however you know when we come to the retracements and i'm talking about the daily retracements and this is going to be uh, 19th september's low to 23rd september's high so if we do connect those uh, then we are left with uh, a rough support at 11,303, 38.2% FIB. However, since the close was above uh, 11,303, it was actually at around 11,360 almost. So, uh, you know, there is still scope for the market to go down by 60 points or rather retrace by th uh, 60 points and then possibly take support and then, you know, continue its uh, sort of uptrend basically uh, so if we do see support then it's great if we don't then i'd be eyeing at that 11,300 mark uh, however if we do see a support and the market goes up properly uh, then the next resistance is going to be at 11,453 uh, that's actually a fib level also it's the 23.6 percent level uh, there is also another resistance at 11,419, another at 11,406, uh, but those are like psychological resistances and the lows of the previous candles. So, you know, those levels are generally breached if uh, the momentum is high enough, whereas the FIB levels, you know, from what I've seen that the index prices tend to sort of stay within those FIB levels if they can, if the momentum is not that high. So, you know, that's basically my reading of the daily chart. Another thing that sort of pops out is that um, there was another gap that was created on 18th July and 23rd, 22nd July. That gap was also filled in by today's move, uh, or rather yesterday's move. So there's that also. And, you know, uh, if, if we do see something negative, I believe 11,303 is the bounce back point. If we do not see something negative, if it's a positive move, again, it's going to face some resistance at 11,400 at first, then at 420, then at 453. Um, so that's basically my analysis of uh, Nifty 50, the 10-minute chart and the daily chart. And yes, this is a slightly quicker analysis than my usual ones. And that's purely because I didn't want to sort of beat around the bush. I wanted to actually um explore other things also in nifty and you know just give my uh, my my analysis of the various stocks that i've picked the reasons of those and all those things which is why i've sort of decided to cut back a little bit on this segment of this podcast 
So anyway, this was Nifty's analysis. Now we'll come to the day's gainers and losers of Nifty 50. And yeah. Alright, so normally I do not talk about Bank Nifty that much. As I've mentioned in one of my previous episodes, I stopped looking at Bank Nifty some time back. However, seeing just the crazy move the moves that we've been seeing, especially with Monday, you know, we basically saw 20x difference between Nifty and Bank Nifty. I thought, you know, uh, it sort of warrants its own segment, at least temporarily. So, Bank Nifty, what I am most uh, sort of interested in seeing tomorrow is whether it actually increases or whether it actually goes up. And it sounds like a very generic comment. I mean, why would anyone not want to see uh, Bank Nifty or anything go up for that matter? But my reason is because it is resting almost exactly at 50% fib at uh you know 28722 and it did take some massive massive support from 61.8 percent at 28231 so i'm curious to see if that support actually you know is enough to show us a positive day for bank nifty after two or rather three you know very very negative days so you know that's why bank nifty i'm keeping an eye out for it and uh, you know there's a gap there so the gap was created by 30th september's open you know after 27th september's close so i feel that bank nifty might just be on its way to breach that gap in especially because the you know so the next uh, fib level after this is 29,200. The one after that is actually going to fill in the gap at 29,819. So again, not too far off right now. So I'm curious to see whether it actually, uh, you know, is able to fill in that gap. What is also interesting to note that, you know, while 1st October opened on a gap up, it actually opened just on 38.2% uh, fib at 29,200 and from there it just fell back down again 50% support and now let's see what happens tomorrow and what is interesting to see again as I said HDFC bank is pretty much the only positive bank in bank nifty on 1st October and that that honestly says a lot about that bank you know as as a stock as an investment so especially with the volatile markets that we're seeing nowadays it might just be a good investment um and i believe i have some hdfc stock from that that was bought some time ago uh, you know basically a few weeks ago so and and it's purely because of the very same reason that you know hdfc seems to be holding its ground very well and uh, you know that's something which is very good especially when you've got such such crazy volatile markets where you know we're basically seeing double digit pluses or minuses randomly so again hdfc bank do keep an eye out on it and it does look like a very good uh, well i wouldn't say a bet because it's not a bet it does look like a very decent pick so yeah i mean do keep an eye out for that and that's pretty much it for Bank Nifty from my side. Again, a very short sort of thing on Bank Nifty. But I just wanted to let you guys know that, hey, you know, something is going on with Bank Nifty. You all should definitely, definitely check it out. Especially with, you know, the whole sort of setup that's here. The 
almost near perfect fib setup that's there so do check it out so right off the bat what we can see is that there were a lot of losers today uh, definitely not a good day in general for the underlying stocks of nifty 50 um, yes bank leading the pack once again with a minus 22 point move and it is crazy 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 um the thing is that you know it it looks it does not look promising at all however at first sight though you know once we once we actually look at uh, look at some some of the more uh, sort of deeper meanings of sort some some underlying uh, uh you know possibilities that that might happen with the s bank then it might just look decent especially when you consider that um, yes, Bank's chief said that, hey, you know, the bank is not in that bad of a position. So, you know, especially considering that it did sort of take support from that 30 uh, rupees level, you know, it might just make sense to perhaps uh, at least take a look at it or at least keep an eye out at Yes Bank for the time being. I mean, the stock is the stock is 32 rupees right now. It's it's you know it's pretty cheap so it's it's not as if even if you do enter into yes bank you can probably just you know buy a couple of shares just to see whether it actually goes up goes down you know actually get a feel of it because what i feel is that you know a it took support from that 30 rupees level and you know while it did also take support from the 40 rupees level and and it went back down my what i'm actually eyeing at is the paytm deal and you know the possible other sort of uh, things that can happen with yes bank the positive things that is so that is actually what i'm looking at right now and 32 rupees right now for that sort of opportunity is pretty well priced in my opinion uh this is obviously assuming that yes bank is not a complete terrible junk uh stock uh which i personally don't think it is and you know the the promoter holding yeah i mean sure rana kapoor did sell his stake uh but you know honestly i feel that if the paytm deal does go through if you know there's some positive news then then you know yes bank does show a lot of promise in my opinion which is why i'm not completely going to disregard the stock and you know i'll still keep it in my watch list it's definitely not like um, you know something like i eyeball housing finance or something which is you know there's just relatively very little um, potential and yes bank does look like some, it has some potential in my opinion so it is going to stay in my watch list and therefore in this podcast so the next one is z limited minus 12.18 percent that's closing at 233.15 what we can see here is um you know it it fell down till 199.15 and then it bounced back up closing at 233 so firstly right off the bat what it tells me is that psychological support is crazy at 200 uh, what it also tells me is that Z Limited is possibly not wanting to go below that 200 mark. What it is also telling me is that the previous supports in 2013, so if you look at May 2013, if you look at July 2013, those are all very strong supports and it 
you know today's prices did take support from that uh, even even march 2013 for that matter so today uh, rather first october's prices did take uh, support from that level and we've seen the seen the stock bouncing up from there obviously at that time it wasn't an uptrend already so in my opinion you know z limited might is is similar to yes bank in a way that you know it's already fallen down quite a lot it's already you know sort of being um being almost hated by a ton a ton of uh, you know these professional investors and these fii's and all those things every single keyboard warrior is saying that hey you know z limited yes bank all going to the shitter however i will still give it a chance and i'm not saying i'm buying it i'm definitely not buying it yet however it is still going to be uh, you know in my watch list purely because i want to see if that uh, support level is going to work especially since that um, you know 200 level gave a pretty 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 decent support this time so yeah z limited still on my watch list i'm hopeful uh, similar to you know yes bank i'm i'm hopeful about both of them uh, the next loser for the day indus in bank and oh god so many so many banking losers today and we we'll come to a separate sort of thing on banking entirely uh, in this very episode so do not worry about that at all however if we do look at indusin we see something very very similar to what we saw in z limited it went back down the day's low was at 1188 just below the 1200 level and then it took support now closing at 1298 that's a 100 point move from where it was and a 100 point move is like 8% i believe if my quick maths is correct so you know that that's that 1200 support level is crazy what is also crazy is that there is there's like three support levels here at around 1284 or so well three in recent times uh four in not so recent times uh so there is another support level right there in 2017 so you know it may so happen that indusind bank is actually uh feeling that hey you know perhaps this this 1200 level is just too low and it's trying to almost stabilize before it possibly recovers and again this is just speculation and from what i can see there is a possibility for a fib retracement which i will do very very quickly if i can just try to find some decent retracements to show you and what a quoran quote coincidence it it it's it's taken support previously from that 61.8% level at 1281 right now of course it's above that level uh it's not that that too far from that level though so we might just see it take support from this level uh tomorrow also so again indusin bank not too shabby yet and i'll still keep an eye on it even though it does not look that great at first glance especially when you consider that it fell on monday also if i remember correct so yeah that's indusin bank the next loser sbi bank oh god so many so many banks it's crazy uh sbi 5.48% down closing at 255.95 uh 
and again very similar to what we've been seeing it took support from that you know 250 level or so so 245 and then it just jumped back up to 255 uh, what we see not happening with SBI is the trend line being followed it's clearly not being followed and that's something I thought would happen purely because uh, trend lines have worked for SBI in the past however you know this time they did not so you know it's it's well below the trend line now it's around 20 points below the trend line so i'm not quite sure if it'll make a recovery if it does want to make a recovery it'll probably have to be a gap up or something because it has to sort of neatly flow into that um, in that trend line however if it does not i'm not too sure the next support level for um, uh, sbi is going to be at 246 and that's very close to today's low uh, the next one is going to be at um, if I can just find it 238 and the one after that at 232 so a lot of supports there nothing much to worry about if you know the sentiment isn't super negative also you know uh, just you know casually speaking or rather you know not speaking in terms of technical analysis SBI does not come across as a negative bank in my opinion, especially when you compare it to, you know, Yes Bank and Indusin Bank and all those banks, uh, purely for the reason that it's it's one of the largest uh, government banks that we have here and that data is scientifically proven by KR. That That's, you know, that's basically slang for I don't know. I'm just guessing that it's one of the biggest ones. Uh, and you know from what I've seen is that apart from the loan rates be becoming slightly more expensive I don't really think that the bank has a lot going against it so I would not really bet against SBI in the long run uh, again that's just my reading that's my opinion on it uh, the next loser for the day so many losers is Grossim minus 5.06 Closing at 693, below 700 this time. However, it does look like it's got support from here uh, at, well, at 691. <clears throat> so just two points down. The next support is going to be at 681. So again, not too far off, honestly. I would not really worry about Grossim, uh, especially because there are just so many support levels at that 680, 690 mark. So it might have just possibly wanted to test that 700 level and it's left below. Uh, so that might just be a possibility. So, you know, I long term, I'm, I think we might just see a recovery. However, in terms of the overall trend that we're seeing, it's, it's, not, a, it's not an uptrend at all. We are seeing lower highs and lower lows. Um, and this is on a sort of a macro perspective. I'm looking at 2017 data, which was... A change of polarity on around 14th July or so from there it's, it's pretty much fallen constantly except for a few partial recoveries so I wouldn't really bet on Grassim uh, you know as uh, you know as a strong contender you know because I do not think that that downtrend has changed quite yet uh, it's still very much well down so I wouldn't really uh, see that hey you know it's recovered or hey it's on, on an uptrend so that's Grassim the next one Bharti Airtel and I, I would have normally stopped my days losers gainers at around after around five stocks however Bharti Airtel just too damn interesting to skip 
<clears throat> and if you remember i had also run a trend line on bharti airtel i said that hey you know uh, trend line according to the trend line it cannot go down and uh, fortunately unlike sbi it followed the trend line however what we can see here is that uh, despite despite you know actually going down it hasn't really gone down by that much that's because it opened with a gap up and then then sort of filled that gap in what it also has done is filled in the gap created on 1st october so you know it's pretty much sorted now what we also see is very clear 8 ma support and again i i honestly don't think that bharti airtel is a bad bet at this point because we are seeing an uptrend from october 2018 so i would not really really say that bharti airtel is a bad bet purely because you know just because it 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 did not gain today does not mean that it is uh, a bad script so keep that in mind and with that we will wrap up the day's losers let's shift to the day's gainers not a lot of them honestly the very first one bpcl up 5.06 closing at 493 and uh, i feel that this was more or less news uh, news motivated because the the sort of sale of bpcl is being uh, seriously looked into and when i looked into i'm talking about very very seriously looked into uh you know not not just looked into but actually being done so while the day in itself was a bearish candle it just opened at such a massive gap up of around 20 points it it automatically it automatically showed us a positive day now however it is floating in the air so if we do see a gap down it is going to be an evening star pattern which is not particularly good I believe we'd seen that on Infosys last time and the stock did fall from there. So if we do see something similar then we should, you know, probably uh, be very very cautious about BPCL. Uh the support though for the day is going to be 479 which is yesterday's low and coincidentally it also happens to be one of the highs and one of the closes of the previous candles. so that's bpcl for you coming to the resistance though because i can't only speak about the supports you know it may just go up uh again the 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 resistance can always be today's or rather yesterday's uh open it can always be yesterday's close if it does you know open with a gap down it can always be yesterday's high so uh for bpcl i would personally keep um, you know the the resistance and support levels as uh, as well yesterday's levels itself um when we do look at a broader chart we can see that this has been a resistance level for quite some time uh the the next resistance level is going to be at 529 according to the charts the one after that at around 541 so still a long way to go for that i wouldn't really worry about that just quite yet So that's BPCL. The next gainer being Mahindra and Mahindra, up one point seven five percent, closing at five fifty six. And uh, I'm not too sure what was the reason for this. Technically speaking, you know, I had mixed opinions on Mahindra. If I'm being honest, uh, what is positive for Mahindra though is that Ford has now handed over operations, like you know, in in, in terms of speaking, 
they're doing like a joint venture with mahindra which is good news especially because uh, so i'd actually mentioned this in one of my previous episodes that you know the problem with indian manufacturers is that they just cannot match the same quality build quality solidity of these um, you know other brands such as ford and all and such and now that the joint venture is actually happening we may see some very very interesting models from mahindra and that i'm looking forward to not just as you know someone who has mahindra stock but also as someone who loves cars in general so that's mahindra and mahindra the next one being hdfc bank quite possibly one of the most interesting stocks of the day and we see it gaining 1.74% despite literally every single banking stock going down except for kotak which closed pretty flat so hdfc very clear eight ma support however it's definitely at that sort of resistance zone i would i would be very sort of um, cautious right now purely because of the resistance zone uh the good thing though is that while every other stock uh, saw some really pathetic uh, days on 1st october hdfc or rather the hdfc twins remained pretty calm i mean hdfc bank and hdfc that is not 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 amc not too sure about what happened with amc but hdfc bank and hdfc were pretty calm hdfc bank obviously up 1.74 hdfc up 0.94 so despite literally every single bank plummeting and you know just deep diving hdfc twins mm, not bad uh in terms of future trend not too sure again purely because of the resistance zone if that uh you know if that 1250 mark or so can be breached that 1260 mark can be breached then I'm, then i'm very curious to see what actually happens till then i'd actually just keep my eyes glued to the screen to see what's happening uh the next gainer is maruti wow crazy two auto stocks being top gainers what is this what is this christmas what is this diwali what's happening and if you actually look down we see a third auto stock which is aisha motors but that's pretty flat 0.35% so won't really comment on that however maruti nice one eight i may support um what we do see is that there was a bit of a consolidation there i mean you know we could see that the candle was big it was smaller it was smaller it was even smaller and now it's big but it's positive now and very rough way of speaking but you know that's pretty much what's visible on the chart again maruti not bad at all what we also see on maruti is a spinning top unfortunately not with high volumes so there is that a uh, future trend of maruti it's on an uptrend thankfully so you know it might just continue going up um resistance zones are 7117 so around 500 or so points away the next one being at well approximately 7200 the next one being at 7500 so yeah a lot of resistances no doubt but it's on an uptrend now so i'm i'm hopeful so that was maruti and that was also it for nifty 50s gainers now let's move on to the banking thing that i was talking about and now coming 
to my stocks and you know well not my stocks but my uh, some of my trades that i've taken and the reason behind why i've actually taken those trades uh, the very first one is going to be TCS and the reason why I've taken this trade is purely because of the price level. So if I just try to pull up the chart of TCS real, real, real quick, um, hopefully it won't take too much of time. Where is TCS? Where is TCS? There it is. Closing at 2059, which is just above my buy, actually. Well, I've, I've gone in for a future, so this is not exactly the chart that i that i'd normally look at however we can definitely see the support low level here also what we can also see is that it is above 23.6 or rather it just took support to you know stay above 23.6 uh, at around 2050 so that's going to be a support obviously it is also near 8ma and we see that it might just get 8ma support now if you know it does not see a considerably negative move another thing that you know looks promising on tcs or rather with tcs is that it has filled in that gap that we saw being created on 25th september so from first october's low we did see that gap being filled in so you know that is the reason why i actually went in for tcs it's a positional trade it's not a long-term bet for now it's not you know an intraday trade either I'm looking at a few days to a few weeks, you know, holding that ideally a few days. So just as soon as I reach my target percentage ROI, I'll exit. And uh, I've also taken some exposure in DCS equity purely because I feel that it's on an uptrend right now, especially if we look at the Dow theory, which surprisingly, this is probably the first time that I've mentioned the Dow theory, even though I've talked about uptrends and downtrends. Uh, so if we look at the Dow theory, it's definitely on an uptrend so far. So purely because of that, I do have a small-ish exposure to TCS uh, equity. So that is my reasoning behind why I've taken TCS. The next one is um, ITC. And the reason for that is because of the Golden Cross. So that's happened. Now I'll just have to sort of recalibrate my indicators to actually show the 20MA. Or where it is, where is it? There it is. So now uh, the crossover actually happened on 25th September. I believe I had purchased the sh the the stock on 27th September, or mm, quite possibly 1st October. Also, I'm not too sure. Uh, however, you know my trade basis was that crossover. And if you remember, I had actually done sort of a pretty interesting uh, analysis on ITC that, hey, after the banning of e-cigarettes, you know, we saw some crazy volumes on ITC. And, you know, one thing that, that sort of, um, that I was reminded of was that if ITC saw crazy volumes, what did Godfrey Phillips say? And I'm not sure if you had that same question when I actually you know i mentioned that analysis however even if you did not here is the answer anyway and if my memory serves me right that news was announced on 18th september and we can see some crazy volumes on 18th september eight point uh what is it 
what is it? 8.2 lakhs. So, 807,000, 800, mm, yeah, 807,643 is what it's showing. The normal volumes, well, the volumes on 1st October were 46,000. So, that's like, that's about a 20x difference. And it gets worse when you look at some of the negative days that it's seen. We've seen volumes of, uh, well, almost, uh, you know, well below 30,000, basically. And it's, uh, you know, that that 18 September day was just crazy, crazy. 800,000 in volume, so 20x from its normal volume size. However, from that uh, 18 September date, it it has not actually appreciated that much. Uh, we definitely saw a positive move on 18 September. After that, though, no positive moves. Well, no no considerable positive moves anyway. I think what's happening is that that 1,000 rupee psychological resistance is acting up. And, you know, it's it's also a combination of the 20 MA just being right there. And just looking at the chart pattern, it has tempted me to draw a fib retracement. And if we just do that real quick, we can see that coincidentally or not, uh, the 61.8% level is right at 1004, which is where it's actually been facing a lot of resistance. What is also interesting is that the support level is at 941, which is the 50% fib mark, and it has taken support from there also. So it seems that it's respecting the fib levels pretty decently. Uh, if it does support these levels, though, we should be seeing, well, a positive move, obviously. And, uh, you know, well, I mean, that that's pretty much it. I would have said that, you know, that it, there might be a chance of a change in polarity, or rather at least a change in the general direction where it's headed in, because the previous candle was a spinning top. However, the volumes are just not high enough to actually make that statement. So, well, I will not make that statement. Uh, the next pick on my list, or rather the next stock that I actually went in for was Marico. And I'll just pull up the chart. However, the, the trade basis was again 820 crossover. And it's actually one of the signals that I'm experimenting with right now. And uh, it, so it did not really work on uh, 1st October, of course. But again, 820 crossovers do take time. They are not really, you know... Hey, you know, two days and then the move is done. Generally, they do take a few weeks from, well, three to four weeks is what I've seen on certain stocks. So, you know, mentally, I have to be prepared to wait for that long at least. So, I mean, that that's pretty much it. You know, not a lot of uh, equity trades taken. Some intraday trades taken in Nifty and, uh, you know, a few other things. Mainly NFT though, so I mean that's pretty much it. Nothing really, really out of the blue. Um, in general, though, you know, to, to sort of summarize my view on the stocks right now, yes, bank and uh, Indusin, I definitely keep them on my watch list. And uh, HDFC, if you want a sort of a more sort of a risk-averse position, I'd say, you know, if you do not want that exposure, additional exposure to that crazy, crazy volatility that we're seeing, definitely do consider HDFC. It's, it's proven to be quite stable. And yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. Tomorrow is, of course, a trading day and so happy trading.